Round one, go. Uh, howdy, howdy, howdy. It's uh, Saturday. Um, feeling, feeling good, feeling right. It's uh, not Saturday night, but it's uh, okay. And uh, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. And we are not an autonomous zone, and we're not even shopping here. We are talking about the issues that matter to you. But huh? I did want to I did want to let you know, uh, Marty, that I've gotten together uh, with uh, John Bolton, and I am doing a tell all about you. So just, nice. So okay. you know, make sure that, it's all that really uh, really juicy. Salacious. Make up right, lots juicy. of make up lots of stuff. Um, you know, Marty McClendon said in a meeting that he is holding. Uh, you know, I mean, what do you think about this? These guys come in. I mean, it's so incredibly. Um, well, I guess it's profitable for them, but it's just well, incredibly the, like was, low class. Do you? Th- I mean, do you find this to be low class or not? I, I, I'm disgusted, and most of our listeners too. As I stumble over here on the radio, um, I think people are frustrated, but they're kind of going, "How does this happen?" First of all, you have um, Comey going out and writing a book and doing a book tour, even though he should be in jail. Then you have Bolton here who, uh, you know, he's overtly opposed to the president and he's going to write things. And of course, the president tried to sue. And um, so he's going to release this book and probably make a ton of money from those on the left that want to buy it and read it and see what it says and see what kind of tell all thing there is. And it's probably going to be a dud. It's probably going to be either false or it can be something that's kind of blown out of proportion, which we've seen before. Um, but you said it, he'll, make, he'll make money. So is this part of the plan? You know, is, are we being played for suckers? You know, not just by the Democrats, but in the national scene, do they have these like, you know, like Jerry Springer or whatever, where they come on and they fight each other for the show. You're a showman. You're, you're in marketing, you know, John Bolton, no one would buy his book if it wasn't about, you know, tell all on Trump. Right. Um, so there's gotta be something like that going on. I mean, who would buy a book by James Comey unless it had something to do with Trump or the deep state or whatever? Um, no one would. Because there's there unknown people. It'd be boring, dry, and dry and everything. So, I think there's a part where yes, it's not cool, and they're uh, deliberately attacking the president. I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that they want to make money. Uh, how how can I make it but, out? But- like you said, who's going to buy the book? All right, are right. are fervent Trump supporters going to buy the book? I don't think so. Right. No. Because he's like claiming that quid pro quo, he's claiming all the stuff that basically the impeachment stuff said, right. He's, he's right. claiming that, you know, backroom deals with China, right. I'm not going to make a deal with China unless, you know, they give us this thing that helps me politically. I just, I'm, I'm sorry, Marty, but I just don't see the president as being that kind of guy. I, I just don't think he's like right. all about reelection all the time. Right? I don't think I don't think he cared in the first place. Except he's running to win. He win and it wins. That's the problem with most people that get into office that um, compromise. Is they're doing it because they don't want to lose. If they say I, if I if I compromise a little bit, then I can stay in office to do some good. No, once you compromise, then you can't be trusted. I don't think Trump will do that. I think he is who he is, and he's going to stand for his values. If he doesn't get elected again, then he's done. And he's fine. He's going to talk about it. But to to your point. I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously these are, these are attacks. Um, these are books, but it's, it's going to sell to the, the hard left stream media. It's going right. to uh, sell to the liberals that will make it's him so rich. First of all, literally use bold, it for fodder. Yeah. Bolton's getting, he's getting money from 
you know, people that are traditionally not our supporters, there are, there are adversaries and mm-hmm. things like that. It's, it's a very much of a Judas Iscariot move. It's mm-hmm. my 30 pieces of silver. I'm going to betray, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I just never get used to it. No, nobody, nobody honors Benedict Arnold, man. Nobody. Does. No, they don't. And even though the, the, prior to being a traitor, he was actually a really good general, right? Then he got all in, into himself. But the one of the things I, the quote I saw on the news, and, and of course our listeners may or may not have seen this, was um, Bolton was talking about that. What he stated was that Trump um, asked China to buy our agriculture, right, and our beef and our, our farm stuff, so we can win re-election. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, yes, he did ask him to, to buy our stuff because we had an unfair trade agreement. It's part of the agreement. It was for our farmers and our ranchers to be better off. Right now, we import way too much beef. I'm like, I don't see that as an election thing. I think that is doing the right thing for America. Um, but it's always in the lens you look at it at, right? He's looking for something anti-Trump. It's like, wait, wait a minute. So I negotiated with my friend Doug Baster and I got a good deal for my family. How is that bad, right? Oh, because I want to get stay on the radio. No, right? It's, it's, I don't get it. You know, um, yes, it might help him in an election, but that wouldn't be the reason for it. He's improving America. Now, if he did something to improve himself in the election, but it was bad for America, then you'd have something to say, you know, oh, he sold us out, right? Um, but he didn't. He made it better for Americans. I don't get it. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, again, he, he seems to be the Teflon man anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read an interesting article uh, this morning on Facebook or just an inter- I don't know if it's an art we consider it an article or whatever, but anyway, a thing on Facebook and this um, person who really had been a fan of Christianity today had written this big deal about how Christianity today is no longer feeding her. Like when she was in college and she used to read it and it had mm-hmm. these great articles by Ravens Hill and all these different people that would help her. And now the articles are about how why Trump should be impeached because he's immoral. And then, you know, you have Franklin Graham saying, well, if immorality disqualifies people from political office, then who of us can be in political office? Right. right. We've all fallen short. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it, um, I, I'm just uh, amazed at the resilience of this guy. Like I heard an uh, interview with him on Hannity earlier this week and you know, he just like, yeah, Bolton disgruntled employee. Everything was cool until I fired him. And then of course, after that, you know, then I'm now I'm pissed. I'm going to, you know, fight back. I guess, I guess you, you, uh, uh, it can be expected, you know? And, and so Trump's a fighter. So he's punching back as well. But I, I think this whole idea of him actually seeding in classified data within there is, you know, do you see, you know, cause I know the justice department actually sued, right. To keep the book from being published. They did. Right. Yeah. So is there a, is there a potential now for criminal charges to be brought against Bolton against publisher, et cetera. Right. And once again, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, if he uh, gave him permission, he could be, if he, but he signed an NDA. Right. I know. Um, I mean, look, look, you know, it's like, Everybody else, except white Christian male, middle-class males, head of households, have to obey the law. No, nobody has to obey the law except us, right? Is that, Unless I mean, you, are you yeah. getting that? You know, I'm starting to hear that. Why are we paying taxes if they're not going to let cops come, right? If right. we're not going to have 9-11, if right. we're not going to, or 9 if we're not going to have these, these services, why are we paying taxes? 
And well, we say the same thing about roads or security or whatever, but you're right. I mean, the reason why we're told we pay taxes is to fund our safety, fund the, the response from the fire department, the police department, and teach our kids. All those things are shut down. So why are we paying taxes, right? Um, and, and we'll talk about the budget in a second, but uh, just to wrap up on this in DC, we've seen too, you and I have railed about this. I know our listeners have as well. We want justice. I mean, I mean we, we, we hear in the streets right now, we're, they're talking about justice, but it's a different type of justice for, you know, um, racial tensions and so forth. But really, true equal justice used to be a thing we could count on that when someone committed a crime, they would, you know, have a jury and have a trial. And then if they were convicted, they'd go to jail or whatever. Um, but there's two really, besides the, like, I said, like you said, the white Christian males that seem to be bashed on right now. Um, but you have the upper elites in the Democrat Party for over a decade or more, probably 30, 40, 50 years, you know, Clinton and Biden and, you know, his son and, and Bolton, all this stuff that we've seen. We know the crimes were committed. We know there was a coup attempt. We know all those stuff. You know, the reports have been out. There's more and more. They're ignoring us. Like, no, it's them. If you or I did that, they would never hear of us again. We'd be in a hole somewhere so far deep. It's crazy. So, you know, Bill, and it's like, so Bill Barr right. says, you know, Bill Barr says stuff's coming. He says it's coming. He says the wheels of justice turn slowly. And you recognize that they've got to build a case. So I'm very hopeful. You know, like I'm into forgiveness, right? I'm into it. I think forgiveness is great. I think grace is great, but I think there's mm -hmm. got to be real repentance. There's got to be real remorse and things like that. And when you see guys like, um, you know, uh, Strzok, for example, mm -hmm. or, or yeah, Page uh, and Strzok and yeah. And, yeah, and, Comey Clapper, and Comey. Clapper and these guys, they're not, they're not, they're not remorseful. Clinton, mm -hmm. Clinton's not remorseful. You know, Clinton, did you know that Clinton got called in on the server thing and she's got to come in and testify in October? I mean, there could be some real October surprises, bro. So if you are a Republican and you didn't file a run for office this year, you might have made a bad You might have made a bad choice. There could be a sweep of Republican Christian men and women, you know, lieutenant governors and congressmen and governors mm -hmm. and legislators and all kind of stuff. And it's one of the reasons why I keep saying run for office, run mm -hmm. for office. Even if you're a bad campaigner, at least you're something, you know, we have, you know, you and I were talking about a certain statewide office the other day that, the, you know, the Republican guy is a little bit of a goofball. And, we, you know, it was like, that's because nobody else ran, right? right. And so, right. The, you know, so the guy's like, well, I'll run as a Republican. And he's a little bit goofy. And, I mean, we love the guy. He's a cool guy mm -hmm. and all that. But he's just, you know, it's, we need people that can uh, put a couple of sentences together and can, you know, make an argument for the faith and for all that stuff. And they're, you're out there. And you listen to the show and you're, you're hearing what I'm saying and you're going, you know what, Doug's right. I should have filed a run. I should have got in. And, and even your dog agrees with me. Even my dog agrees now and their <laughs> dog as well. So I will say this, Doug is right on that. And I, and I did say that on, on the radio, Doug is right. I can't most, believe most of you have thought about running for office at one point in time. It all crosses our mind because there's a prompting. There's, there's, you want to make a difference in your community. We always encourage people that you can. Uh, even running makes a difference. Um, winning is even better, and we're looking forward to doing that this time. But the idea is you meet people you would never meet. You talk about the issues. You get better grounded, and you actually move the needle because you're engaged with people that are making the decisions. So if you've got that prompt or thought about it again, that's right. <laughs> 
you know, there's another election cycle next, next year as well, but help someone get elected this year and get the bug and uh, make a difference. That's what I'm talking about. And I think your dog agrees with us. That is my daughter's Um, dog and my daughter's dog needs to go out. (laughs) Well, you know, we're going to have a commercial break here coming up in a bit. So you can take the dog out. It'll be, it'll be great while people are enjoying, you know, the commercials, they're going to be, Mm going to be walking in the the sunshine. Come on. Yeah. I know. But I'll tell you, it is um, encouraging to me to see that, um, you know, people are awake and aware now, we, we haven't talked about defund, right? I mean, defund is like ridiculous. So we're going to have to do that when we get into the, the next break. And, you know, what's happening with, with the police and with CHOP and all that kind of stuff. I mean. And with you, budget cuts for the state and with Inslee and this uh, phased rollout, what opening, whatever we're doing here, right? Yeah. And uh, I actually was talking to some people today that they're opening their church and they're, they're uh, you know, they're coming against this stuff. It's a wild time. It's a wonderful time to be alive and be listening to Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. We'll be right back. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. All right, two bells, that means round two, just getting warmed up, <laughs> pacing myself, not shadow boxing, I'm actually punching Marty right now, just kidding. Ow, this is ow, my ow. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, who are you? <laughs> I, I said it's Doug Basler, but that's okay, go ahead. I, I didn't right, mean to box is, your ears, brother. Now it's Marty McClendon and it's Doug and Marty versus the world. Welcome back to the show. Um, we're having a little bit of fun here, hope you are as well. Um, we, we appreciate you, but there is so much news. I, I, Doug, I, was, I was thinking about this today. Um, the amount of information that we're hit with on a daily basis is overwhelming sometimes, and especially when it's negative. You know, we have, you know, things going on around the world, things in D.C., things in, in uh, Olympia, things in our own community. And it's hard to pay attention to everything, right? It's it, so oftentimes people are focused on, on raising their family. They're focused on uh, getting kids graduated now in this weird COVID thing and then opening it back up. Can I open my church? Can I open my business? Um, there are some, there are 
it's chaos, literally, you know, and lawlessness in some places, and you can't believe it. Um, I saw a video uh, this on Facebook. Brandy Cruz from Q13 did a uh, unedited um, video when she walked down in there. Of course, I plan on going down and do a, you know, campaign thing myself to, to see this is Oz down there. But they they were um, downright um, violent. They didn't hit her, but they pushed her. They touched her. The camera crew they they forced them out of the area. It's a long twelve minute video, but and the language they used it was it was not friendly. And they kept on saying they're Fox News. It's a local Q thirteen, um, but she she was in tears. So it makes you go, okay, um, this is not peaceful. This is this is something else. And then you have our local mayor, the you know this instructing the police department to stand down to only have bicycles. And they gave up a fire station and a police station. You have the governor who's unaware of what's going on. This is this is like a bad novel or a bad movie, you know, sci-fi. Uh, the whole world's looking at us Jay for the wrong reasons. Inslee is lying. I know he's lying. We he's, all know he's lying. He's lying. How can you tell when Jay Inslee's lying? His lips are moving. Yep. Correct. So if his lips are moving, you can pretty be pretty sure that he's he's lying. Okay. So you're the governor of the state and the biggest city in your state has this going on and you don't know about it. No, mm -hmm. I call, I call baloney on that. Yeah. I call um, baloney and cow dung and everything else on that. That is not true. So the chop zone, so you're planning on going down there, huh? That's the plan. Um, it's probably Saturday just to swing by and see what Are you going like to be packing or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I am going uh, prepared. So I won't carry an AR-15, but I will be packing. So. so a friend of mine owns a furniture store in the area here, and mm -hmm. he had one of the uh, Fox News producers who works with Tucker Carlson, who mm -hmm. has the Seattle Beat, in his, in his store today buying furniture because they've relocated him to Seattle. And he, the, he came out what he did, and he said it is, is you don't even know the half of what's going on. He's been down there for 10 days in a row, uh, producing uh, footage for Tucker and everybody. Mm -hmm. And he said, you don't see the half of it. They can't show it. You know, it's so bad. They cannot show it on television, even on wow. cable television, bro. And so, and he said, something has got to be done. And um, we need some conservatives here in Washington state. And he said, you need to meet my friend, Doug Bassler. And so I, th I was very gratified and complimented wow. but i'm nice. just saying we we are you know we are in the midst of a civil war it may not be a hot one but it's looking like it's warming up to it i mean people are mm -hmm. starting to get ticked and you know this is something that bothers me as a man of god as a christian guy because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal we don't want to take the weapons of the devil and fire them back at them. That is not how we win this thing. I saw a video online this week. I think I shared it with you, Marty, where the peop, there was a street mm -hmm. church meeting right where George Floyd lost his life. And there was hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people there. They had a baptism uh, tank. People were getting baptized. They had a worship team, all ethnicities, all colors, praying for one another, caring, loving on one another. I'm like, why isn't that on CNBC and right. I mean, MSNBC and CNN right. and all these, why isn't that on there? Cause it doesn't feed. It's like they're inciting us to right. fight. And so I see these guys with cowboy hats on and well, if you don't want the cops to shoot, you don't do something wrong. And so you've got it. You've got to whip it up on the right. You got to whip it up on the left mm -hmm. and it's coming 
to and a who's head. Pull, who's pulling the strings on these things? We know that there's money behind both. We've seen the videos and the documentation that, you know, you have these groups that have are passionate or whatever, but there are fundings and there's instigators and there's Antifa and these, these organizations that fund them to make sure things get worse, not better. There's no, there's someone asked me um, just last night on a Zoom and I'll just say it's over there in Okanagan County. They go, how do you fix this? And I go, leadership. Right now, we have a lack of leadership. We have a leadership that is doing nothing that actually is making it worse by giving in to these people. You need strong leadership that addresses the issue. One, you have to have, you have to secure neighborhoods. You have to allow the cops to do their job. You have to empower them. Then you have to have real conversations and dealing with homelessness and, and mental health and the drug addiction problem. They're all combined, but you can do them piecemeal and work on it, but you need leadership to do it. You need someone that actually has some courage to say, no, you're not gonna do this in our city. We're gonna protect our citizens. You, you, you have your free speech, but you can't loot, you can't destroy, and you can't um, you know, terrorize people. We don't allow We don't allow you to take over whole city blocks and make it your own zone. That there, ain't gonna happen. You know? There is a, you know, Matthew 24, I believe, is what I'm thinking of, but you know, Jesus talks about the man of lawlessness, you know, the woman of law, the people of lawlessness. So we have this, this thing where the, the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, and the, the governor of Washington State, they're not only not doing anything about it, they're actually encouraging it. They're encouraging lawlessness. Well, they're just doing their First Amendment rights. And yet, for two weeks in a row, we had police down bothering us for street church. You know, we have right. L&I going in, shutting down job sites. We have uh, uh, police shutting down drive-in churches. We have, you know... That what what is being enforced is the unconstitutional stuff, right? right. Now I right. do believe they have a First Amendment right, but you know it says the the right of the people to peaceably, peaceably assemble, assemble, and right. you know, and then you got Kumo or whatever his name is on CNN saying, "Well, I where does it say it has to be peaceful or whatever?" Yet two weeks before that, they were calling you know calling out right people. Who, people on the right, you know, center right or whatever that were saying, Hey, we, we don't want to be shut down. We, we, right. we resist our, you know, I've been to all these things. There is they're dangerous. They're, that they're, narrative, right? That, Hey, you're causing COVID to spread. You're being selfish and um, let's shut them down. When the businesses that wanted to open up, um, they sent the, the long arm of the law to say, Hey, we're going to take away your business license. We're going to shut you down. And this is like one person on one person. Then you have these, literally um, tens of thousands in the street, uh, shoulder to shoulder. Oh, nope. It's okay. So we know this is a farce. It's, it's not just frustrating, but this people need to remember. That's one thing. You're right. We need to forgive, but right now we need to remember first. We need to remember this was created. This problem has gotten bigger and stirred by the same people that are in charge. They need to be replaced. They need to be, be um, removed from their position and replaced with people that will actually, um, defend our neighborhoods, will actually fight for our constitution, actually uphold the law so that people can actually have uh, peaceable lives. Um, yeah, we have, and you know, this thing is being fed by government, it's being fed by media. You have businesses like Nike, Coca-Cola, donating millions of daughter, dollars to BLM and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and so this is a, you know, this is an all out push to get rid of Christians, you know, which are what 70% of America. And yep. so, you know, uh, how about social media as well as social media is against us as well. Did you hear that Facebook um, banned a Donald Trump ad because it called out Antifa as a terrorist group. Yep. And so Facebook said, well, that's against our policies and blah, blah, blah. Look, the FCC, 
allowed a candidate for Congress, I believe it was in Arizona, to, to say F Trump, and he didn't, he didn't say F, he said the F word, on television, because you cannot censor political speech at all. And so they had to do a warning, hey, please, you know, take the kids out of the room, plug their ears, whatever, this ad, this ad blah, blah, blah. So they did it that way, but they had it on there. And, and yet, Facebook, see, see that's a, the carve out and the, 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 the blatant uh, censorship that is coming through Facebook, YouTube, Google, Twitter, Instagram, these, these massive social media communication platforms. You know, so in a way, I'm super glad that that happened to Donald Trump because he can lead the fight to say, no, no, no. We got to regulate them the same way we regulate television, radio, and any other media. We are regulated. You and I, we can't just, right. we can't say the seven words. No, we can't. Yeah, or we'll be off the air. We'll be fined, right? And so, uh, yeah. Um, we have to understand, our listeners, it, it, there's a difference between saying Black Lives Matter and the group. Black Lives Matter. And what we have is people that are, especially the young people, even in our local town, where, you know, they are impassioned by the, the emotion behind, yes, of course, Black Lives Matter. But the group itself is a, a organization created and funded for and by the Democrat Party. If you go to Black Lives Matter and you click donate, it goes to Act Blue. Act Blue is a Democrat fundraising platform. And if you look at FEC or PDC and where they donate, it's Bernie Sanders, um, Joe Biden, it's whatever. So it is a, a way to stir up donations to elect Democrats to office. And we know we've had Democrats in office for 35 years in Seattle and 35 years in the state government, majority power, and the problems have gotten worse. You know, the, the Einstein always said- the It's not just worse. Vanity, well, yeah, it's- Multiplied. It's multiplied a thousandfold. Yeah. For the sake of families, for the sake of our future, for the sake of just common sense, we need to we need to put a stop to this. We need to make a change. Um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about just Republicans. The point is, put conservatives, put people that know God and honor God and love families. They will fight. And then not just talking about Doug and I either. And then talking about we need to expose what this is. Many of these front organizations um, make you think they're doing one thing, but they're funding groups uh, to get know, elect more of what we got. We don't want more of what we got. We want to change, right, Doug? Yeah. And the change starts with me. But again, coming back to what I, where I started the segment at, the weapons of our warfare are mm -hmm. not carnal. Are we praying? You know, there's uh, keys to success. Pray and obey. obey. And yeah. I think I said it last week, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but I can think of two rights that make a really right. And that right, number one, is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And number two, love your neighbor as That's you love right. yourself. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon.
When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was also confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Ah, three bells and all is well. It's round three. And it's all about me, right? No, I'm just kidding. This is Doug Bassler. <laughs> and Marty McClendon. Welcome back to the show for Doug and Marty versus the world. It's all We're about you, the, the listener. The world. Um, and it's not the, the world. In, it's the world we live in. The bottom line is, is we all live in this world. You know, I think there's a song about that, right? You know, and we all want the same thing. It seems like it's getting harder and harder, especially now. We got the news, even couple of days ago, and my wife's affected too, but in all statewide employees now are looking at furloughs. We, told, we talked about this on the show. At some point in time, when people, when the state is shut down, small businesses that pay basically all the taxes and us and so forth, the government will be affected. Well, sure enough, 40,000 state employees will, will see furloughs. Um, and so, you know. Thank it, God. It's going to happen, <laughs> you know, and, and so. Now they have to that, get real jobs where you have to actually do work. Now, once again, though, think about this. Um, there's, they're going to be a special session. They're going to call people back for the budget. There's already, they're talking about someone's, the paper said $8 billion deficit. I've seen numbers too, using the rainy day fund, it'd be a billion and a half, 1.5 billion. Inslee's furlough plan does 150 million or something like that. So it's like not even a dent in the plan. So you've got to make more cuts. This is either a, an attempt to motivate statewide workers to say, we don't want this, we need an income tax. Or he's actually being fiscally responsible and saying, we need to cut state employees, we have no income coming in. I think it's the first one. It's, it's the motivation to push for more taxes, right? Uh, it's scary, you know, when people yeah, don't, don't have income. Yeah, and this is not a Republican-caused mm -mm. problem. I hate to get back on the partisan thing, but what, you know, the shoe fits, wear it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a Democrat problem. And he's still dragging his feet opening it to open the government. And, you know, this COVID thing, if you look at the, the curve, I, uh, if you remember in our little meeting last night, I pulled the, the curve out. The curve was high in middle of April. The curve is low right now. So why are we messing with it? So I did hear that uh, there is, has been a relenting because of the lawsuit that they are going to open schools in September. Okay. So they weren't, they were talking about January or something like that, but no schools will open in September like they always do. Right. 
So, uh, and we're moving through the phases a bit quicker. So, you know, but this, this thing is, um, yeah, I think this thing is targeted to go, well, you know, we got this big hole in the budget and you know what? I have a hole in my budget too, bro. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I need to pay for their, but they need to figure out how to pay for their budget by cutting all their pet projects, cutting off, you know, they took all that money out of the rainy day fund to do stuff, mm-hmm. right. That was not an emergency. So I'm with you, bro. Yeah. Bottom line is we have 1.2 million people that uh, filed unemployment. Yes. Many of them are going back to work. But Most of them, them lived in uh, Nigeria, is it? Yeah, that's true too. But 30% of the businesses that are saying won't come back. That's a lot of small job time, small businesses and a lot of jobs. Um, the pressure and the, the, the cost to our farmers, our ranchers, um, we don't want to know this for a year or more based on the fallout of it. You know, and these bigger companies can weather the storm a little bit more, but a lot of these small companies I, can't. I, I hate to be a, you know, a, an optimist, but mm-hmm. look at the stock market, brother. Look at the way the economy is already roaring mm-hmm. back. We've got half the states are still not even open. And you've got record highs in the stock market this week. You've got record growth. You've got record growth in retail sales this month. Yep. This the last month, right? Retail you, sales is a good indicator. Housing sales are a good indicator. The stock market, I'm not an expert on the stock market, but it definitely seems to, to respond emotionally to good news or bad news. If we're heading in the right direction, it's going through the roof. If we have one day of bad news, then all of a sudden it tanks. It's like, woof, it's like a roller coaster. But those people have made a lot of money. Well, it's kind it, of so, a, yeah, yeah, it's an outlier, right? It's right there. Yeah. It's yeah. right in your face where retail, you don't even know until whatever, until, right. you know, unless you're the owner of the company, but like the retail sales and stuff like that. But I, I can tell you, I think that this economy, including Washington state, unless Jay Inslee gets his way, you know, I mean, if are the Democrats willing to personally, are they willing to take personal responsibility for tanking our state economy, our national economy, you know, and, and uh, I read a thing by uh, Mario Murillo the other day, and he was talking about, if they try to blame Trump for wrecking the economy, then you know exactly what they did, right? Because they used it as a, as a you know, everything comes down to, you know, of course, 2020 is crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. this is, they've hated that guy. They've hated him. From before he even got in office, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, um, and, and of course, we are being forced to play this out. So we, the, only, the only recourse we have right now, people, is our ballot and our checkbook. And who are we going to donate to? And are we going to mm-hmm. serve? You know, are we going to come out of our bunkers and hit the streets? You know, what are we going to do for God, people? What are we going to do for Jesus? Amen. And to Doug's point, not only voting, but you have to pray, and obey, and vote, and give, and sign wave, and all those things. Is tell your neighbors, it's time for boldness. It's time for courage. It's time that, you know, that these things that we know we care about, we're not alone in this. Um, two-thirds or better, three-quarters of, of the nation um, believes that we're going the wrong direction, that believes in God, has a, has identifies as being of Christian faith. Um, our Christian value should be to love our neighbor. Our neighbors are, are being oppressed um, through these regulations and rules and shutdowns and, and arbitrary, you know, you're essential and you're not essential. It's not good. And we know that, but we can do something about it. I mean, literally, we have less than two months. Um, we have about six weeks before the primary election. Now, you can send a loud, clear message by voting and massive, um, basically, turnout for good conservative, good conservative candidates, if I can say it. Um, 
And then maybe we can just uh, vote the uh, incumbents out of the office before even the general. They wouldn't leave, of course, but uh, uh, if they're not in the general, it'd be great. They know there are lame ducks. So I could use a few lame ducks. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, let's uh, let's get rid of Cyrus Habib in the primary. Oh, wait, he's quitting. No, no. Anyway, How about Jay Inslee, right? Yeah, Jay Inslee, I'm down. I'm down. Let's do that. So, uh, and we have some, you know, we have some great candidates and, you know, but we've got to be, um, we've just got to not roll over anymore. You know, I, I, I was talking to a pastor today and he just is absolutely flabbergasted. As soon as President Trump came out a few weeks ago and said, church is essential, I declare church is essential. They opened their church the next Sunday and they've not Good. closed since. Good. And they didn't care about it. And he, he, he was flabbergasted. He said, how many pastors are stepping up to say, you know, we're willing to fight this battle. And he's absolutely shocked at how many are few are. They stay hunkered down. They're waiting for somebody to tell them to go and things like that. And he starts quoting book of acts to me. He starts saying, tell me whether it's better to obey you or obey God and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people love will, will quote yeah. that Romans 13 thing as if, you know, we're under the Roman empire or something like that. Nope. And so, but I uh, thank God I, I will, for people like that that are willing to, you know, amen. Get out there. And hopefully we'll get them on the show. I know that there are some pastors up north I've talked to that have opened up several weeks ago as well, but they're, they had a unique way of keeping their services small or outdoors. Another pastor's got a proclamation. And I also saw a letter, uh, and I'll just say this, that there was about 300 pastors that represented 300 different churches across the state that sent a letter to Inslee, but that wasn't enough. I mean, they're saying, hey, please open up. They're allowing you know, Caesar, in a sense, to say, give us permission to open up, make us essential, versus saying we are essential, we are opening up. And so I, I saw a proclamation by another pastor who says, no, by our First Amendment rights, but beyond that, by a calling for God, we're going to open up and we're going to praise God. And it says, don't forsake the assembling of, of the saints. Okay, we're going to assemble. You know, we heard the, uh, the opponents saying, well, it doesn't mean you have to gather in a church building. You know, I go, no, it doesn't. But it doesn't mean you can't. And the idea here is it's always been about free will. The idea is we could always have the church open. People that don't feel safe could stay home. But if you put protocols in place for a business, a church, a home, or whatever, where the people that you care about are safe, washing their hands, whatever the, the protocol is, they should have free will. They should be able to choose to come or not come, you know, worship from home or worship in person. But the majority party right now and the governor and across this nation, they believe it, you can't take care of yourself. And we do, you know, and that's the whole idea of our faith is, you know, we have to be free citizens, free people in order to freely give ourselves to God. God wants us to choose him and we have to do so as free people. So uh, be free. Well, speaking of free people, how about those Supreme court decisions that have come down this week? I mean, this is like crazy. All right. Number one, every president it's been, a, it's been a done deal that you can undo executive orders from previous presidents. But mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the Supreme Court says, no, you can't undo DACA, which was never ratified by Congress. Right. What is, Marty, I, help me here. What's going on, brother? Now, I, I know that our Supreme Court was never meant to be partisan one way or the, or the other. It's supposed to be based on the Constitution itself. And we've had a, a partisan court for a long time. Uh, very heavy Democrat, and now we've got a couple of three, I think three or four there. So it's a kind of a, a split court. Uh, things should go in a more Republican conservative way, only based on the fact that it's constitutional versus non-constitutional. They're not interpreting the law. 
And yet we've seen during uh, the Obama administration, you had Justice Roberts, the chief justice, uh, who was supposed to, was appointed by Bush, um, say that, you know, Obamacare, because it's a tax, was constitutional, which we know it wasn't. You, you, the Constitution does not allow us to impose and make someone buy an insurance, a product. And yet that was gone. This, the same guy, the chief justice, um, once again, made this ruling and several others. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, so, okay, maybe, maybe he's in that, that school of thought that you can interpret um, the Constitution based on modern day times, that it's, that's flexible and living. It's not, though. I'm an originalist. Uh, what does it say? You know, what did it mean to them? Here we go. How's it applied to, to today? But what's the Constitution say? And it says, shall not be infringed, and it shall be, you know, the, so these executive orders are temporary. They're supposed to be for the term of the president. Um, so, I don't know. I don't have an answer for well, it. Well, if think the executive orders bit- are, if they're permanent, then I guess that means all those executive orders that Donald Trump is doing get to be permanent too. Oh, wait, except for his. This is Doug right. Hassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. (sighs) Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. Well, there it is, the saddest sound in radio. Four bells, the final round, fourth round. Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. This is still Marty McClendon. Um, keep my name. I like it. I might actually go to buy Martin someday when I grow up. I'm not sure when that's going to be. I only up. call him Martin when I'm upset with him or if I want to pick on him. But, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, uh, back to the Supreme Court. Okay, yes. so they, uh, I just. Scotus. Absolutely flabbergasted, floored by this DACA thing. Right. I mean, who, what is going on? So 
You know, one of the uh, prophecies that Kim Clement gave back in uh, February 22nd of 2014 was that there was going to be highly embarrassing moments when a new Snowden arise and that there was going to mm. be several Supreme Court justices who were going to resign because of it. Resign in shame. So I'm just praying that it's Roberts. <laughs> But I mean, just give us one more, and we got this thing right. Just right. Ruth, Ruth, we're gonna have retire. we're gonna replace uh, um, uh, Ginsburg and maybe Sotomayor. You know, if Trump gets four more years, which I believe he will. My question, though, I mean, only honestly, if we vote, He's right? Not only if we out. vote, we right. gotta get out. We have to. We can't take it for granted. We'd never take anything for granted, especially in this state and this nation. Um, but to your point here. I've always been told that you judge a fruit by, I mean, basically people buy what fruit they bear, right? You know, and Jesus said that a fig tree doesn't bear anything but figs, right? The idea here. If it, um, so far, Justice Roberts, you know, uh, apparently well-respected, but the decisions he's handed down and the majority are the deciding factor have not been something that we would have expected or even like, and, or even um, I would agree, not that I'm an attorney, but um, wow. Okay, uh, I think it's more political in nature than it is constitutional in nature. Um, and I don't know. Uh, Where's the heading, Doug? I mean, you know, he had another ruling this week as well, right? They mean the court did. Yeah. So the the other ruling is that Title Seven, which is the the um, part of the uh, U.S. Code that deals with discrimination based on uh, gender, based on race. Um, based on uh, religion, things like that, about hiring and, and discrimination. Now they've expanded that to apply to those who have gender dysphoria, those who are homosexual, and the, because they said, well, because it's based on sex, that stuff has to do with sex, which is like, well, when they said sex in that law, I don't think they were referring to the act. I think they were referring to the gender. They were you referring think? to the gender, and I would agree. Um, when I saw that, I mean, obviously, um, many of our conservative friends and Christians are upset because it expands and and, and basically, what's the wrong for? Um, authorizes or agrees with, you know, this thing we're dealing with right now where people can't, and they know it's untrue, but they're dealing with issues. They're like, well, you know, how do I square these things together? So now they're talking about, uh, you know, discrimination and adding these, these different classes, right? Uh, my initial reaction was like, oh, okay, this is this is the environment we're in where everybody feels discriminated against, you know. So include, you know, we don't want to discriminate. We don't want to, you know, um, make hiring decisions based on someone's whatever, right? I I get that. Uh, I think I think this is um, I think that's where the Supreme Court went. They went, okay, the the expansion of this really doesn't affect things, except for the the part that where it bothers me is does this. Um, authorize or legitimize um, this stuff we're dealing with, right? Or this confusion we're talking, you know, teaching our kids. Um, and then adds to what they're doing in our state, where they were trying to do the uh, comprehensive sex education, you know, in kindergarten, right? Thank yeah. God the initiative, right? Got 266,000 signatures. We still haven't found out yet um, that it's been confirmed and on the ballot yet, but it will be. Um, keep praying about that. And then we have to turn out the vote. That's one thing for this election. If you haven't voted in the past, I'm not, I'm not preaching to the choir here necessarily, but if your friends haven't voted, if you know people in your church who haven't voted, which we know the numbers bear out, that about half of them probably haven't. And probably, uh, probably a good third or a half aren't even registered. Um, this year, it has to be the year, 
uh, with the shutdown of business, the economy, with the comprehensive sex education, really um, things that were too um, risque to play on TV. They had to put a disclaimer on, on TVW um, with uh, just, I, I'm going to tell you, I can go on and on and on. If this doesn't do it, uh, nothing will. Uh, we, we need to push back this time. It's, and for Christians, you've got to pay attention. Um, these elections ha- um, have consequences for our families, have consequences for our churches, uh, and they don't respect the body and the, our faith and our families until they, they are fearful they might lose their job. And so that's where we come in. We have to be engaged. We have to pray, like Doug said, but we have to show up. When these things happen, we have to show up. We're going to pray for you, but we're also going to fight back against the things you're doing because the things you're doing is not right. It's not healthy. It's not the best interest of the people around us, especially our kids. Right, Doug? Absolutely. So um, we we are facing the, you know, what could be the end of American as American civilization as we know it. We're facing that. And a, a big part of this, Marty, is this effort to defund Police. Okay, so we we kind of touched on that in the very first segment, yep. but not yep. not too deeply. Seventy one percent of police officers in New York are considering leaving the force. What would happen to Manhattan, to Brooklyn, to Queens? It'd be uh, Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken escape from New York. I mean, that's how bad it is. We've seen it just in in six square blocks in Seattle when the police uh, vacated. It got yeah. mob rule. They, they've brought in guns, put up uh, walls. They've got like warlords. Um, they're doing this extortion. It, it is. And then it got everything under the sun. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, seriously, on what's going on. And I can tell you, I, I talked to a mutual friend of ours today on the phone and uh, I'm not, don't want to say his name on the air, of course, but he's like on his way after work today to go buy a firearm right. because he's scared right. that the police won't be there. He'll call the police. They won't be there. And um, we heard on the radio um, another show that um, a business down there in that area um, was being vandalized and burglarized and they called the cops 19 times and it never showed up. And then the chief of police says, oh, wait, we did come, but we saw there was no, no problem. So we kept on going. That's a lie. That is not true. Um, the, the good news is those same criminals went somewhere else in King County, broke in and it got caught. So they're in jail now. But the point is, is if you can call 19 times to 911 and don't get a response, um, there's something wrong. And then to, to your point, defunding. Now, I, I have personal friends that have been in the police force in Seattle for uh, four decades. I remember when they went in, they were so proud. They're making, um, Doug, you'd be surprised at how much money they make, but for the hazard pay and for where they're at, but they can't hire anybody. People don't want to stay. They're overworked understaffed uh, and people are transferring out to different departments because there's no respect. And the number one thing they say is they have no support, but they, they don't, they can't do the jobs. They're hated by the citizens. They're hated by their city council and the mayor. They're like, why would I do this? You can't pay me enough to stay here and take this abuse. That's That's just wrong. You know? So the bottom line mm-hmm. is I think that as the good cops are maligned, denigrated uh, and driven out, who's going to take their place? These right. same militia guys, you know, now all of a sudden they're going to be putting on uniforms and having badges. I mean, isn't this what happens in totalitarian regimes? You, when you get sadistic people who don't care about the, the public, you know, think about your third world countries and right. things like that. Um, the police force becomes a terror to the people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's, 
it, what was this? Uh, was it Jefferson? I forget. One of the founding fathers said, you know, when the, the government fears the people, you have peace. When the mm-hmm. people fear the government, you have tyranny, right? Or problems or whatever. Freedom. I guess it's freedom and tyranny, right? Yep. So we need the government to fear us. Right now, the government fears BLM. They fear Antifa. They fear people that, you know, um, do that, throw bottles and things like that. But, um, you know, this is, uh, uh, th- I think the remedies are beyond, I think we're beyond human remedy here. I think we have got to have a move of God. We've got to have it. We've got to get, you know, if you're not praying, if you're, if you're you know, we can't live in fear, right? Right. We have to live in faith. But we've got to start praying and we've got to start acting and we've got to, we've got to do something. This is interesting. So I'm going to say this in a broad statement. I was thinking about the police department. I'm thinking about good cops. You mentioned that because there are, there are people that have, you know, we, we know it. There, there's people that are bad people in every line of profession, including being a police officer. Um, but from the church perspective, from my house perspective, from my business perspective, from the police department, Good people should clean up their own. I think that's one of the issues right now that if we can solve these problems is the church needs to clean up itself. You know, the good people that are involved say, look, we will not tolerate and put up with bad behavior that reflects badly upon all of us. The same thing with the police departments. They should clean up their own ranks and say, this won't, this won't happen again. You know, I think there's a lot more of that where we're taking responsibility locally and then we can honor, right? Because we want to honor those families. There are so many families right now that when their husband or wife goes out uh, to protect our neighborhoods, they don't know if they're coming home. That's like our military as well. I mean, God bless them. So the 99.99% of the, the police officers out there, sheriffs and, and first responders, look, God bless you. And God bless your family. We, we appreciate the role you've, the calling on your life that you've chosen to serve in this capacity. And um, I, I'm sorry that the, the few reflect badly on the law. And then we have this, these tensions now. So um, let's, that's one thing that that's really frustrating. I know our listeners are, and we're coming up at the end here too, is if you're watching an argument on TV or anywhere else, a political ar- argument, a common tactic for the left is to take something that it happens um, very seldom, the exception and apply it and make it the rule. Um, and so they do that with of abortion. They said, well, if the person's raped or, you know, whatever, then it's, which we know by statistically, that's very, 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 very small. And the majority of abortions are by choice, you know, and yet they say, they say to apply it. So Ben, ben uh, Shapiro uses this. Don't allow them to use the exception of one bad person that, that made a murder apply to everybody. It's not true. Right, Doug? Yeah. I, you know, the, I know several police officers and, you know, they're just regular people like you and I, they have yep. families and they go through issues and stuff like that. But they, it's like the pressure that they live under, they have adrenaline from before they get to work till afterwards. And then, you know, their families dissolve. It's like P, PTSD all the time for them, right. the, you know, uh, in a, in a, in a battle, in a, in a war zone, you rotate your troops out. You get a break, mm-hmm. but cops never get a break. They're on the front line every freaking day, dude. They mm-hmm. get it. They go every day. They have the same stuff. They don't know that the next traffic stop isn't going to end up in a gunfight or a wrestling match or, you know, whatever. And so, you know, if you have a chance to talk to a policeman today, thank them, you know, mm-hmm. this weekend, just like, Hey, just appreciate you guys. Thank you for doing that job. That's a tough job. And, uh, you know, 
we, we I would say exactly that to, to Doug's point. And whenever you see someone in uniform, you always go up and shake their hand. Do the same thing for police officers and firemen this weekend. Make sure you shake their hand. Well, I don't know about shaking hands. We do have this uh, pandemic going on that's probably Whatever. wiping I'm out. Shaking hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking hands, man. You're just a <laughs> rebel. You're a rebel. Well, that's it for uh, another a week. I can tell you, though, there is something going on, and we have been privileged, Marty, to be alive at this time. We are privileged to see this. Don't give up. You know, the Bible says that he's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, and he also told us to occupy until he comes. And so never give up, never give in, keep standing for God, right? Amen. God is still on the throne, everybody. So we want to bless you and we thank you. And, and you know, hug your family this weekend because it's going to get better. It has to get better because God's still king. God's still Lord. It's going to be good. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>